Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be how to get your ex back when you still live together. Well, I've got an email. This guy is new to my work. He says he's read 3% Man three to four times over the last week or so. His girlfriend of nine years, they live together, broke up with him, and he lists three different reasons why she broke up with him. And obviously, it's aligned with the things that I talk about most in my videos when people come to me. It's the women get turned off in long-term relationships because of two reasons, typically. Either A, she doesn't feel heard and understood, or B, he stopped dating and courting her properly. So with that in mind, he's been scouring the internet and he's come across other people that do some of the same things that I do and they recommend that he moves out, which it's the opposite of what I would recommend because if you're trying to reattract somebody and you live in the same house with them, you have to stop displaying all the unattractive behavior, which he's becoming aware of now and recognizes how much it has turned her off. And get refocused in your goals, your mission, your purpose, going to the gym, hanging out with your friends, go see your mother, reconnect with old friendships that maybe you've let go over the last several years, get reinvolved in your hobbies and your interests and doing things other than the things that you're doing with your girl. Now, this particular guy says he works about 60 hours a week, so that's quite a bit of time he spends at work. And then obviously we don't know how long his commute is or how much time he spends commuting to and from his job as to the amount of hours that he puts in at his job. So we want to put him in the best possible position to where he can create the conditions where she comes back to him because she ended the relationship. And so as I talk about in the article and video I did many years ago, Seven Principles to Get an Ex Back, Whoever messes it up is the one that's got to fix it. She's pushed him away. She's telling him there's no reconciliation going to happen. And so, therefore, she's going to have to be the one that has a change of heart. And that's why it's so critically important for guys that are in this situation to stop doing all of these unattractive things. And so as I go through this email, there's going to be some things I'm going to explain to him that he should work on and do since he sees her every day because they live together. Because it looks like in a week or so, she's going to be moving out. I think he said the 17th or the 18th of the month. So it's about a week uh, from now when she's supposed to move out. So we'll see what we can do to put him in a position to where he could create the conditions where she will want to come back. And she'll no obviously notice a difference that he's not doing all the same unattractive behaviors, which... He'll, you'll see in a minute, he, he mentions in his email, she's definitely taken note that his behavior has changed. The question is, is it enough? Or is she just too far down the road to have a reconciliation? <clears throat> so let's go through his email. He says, hi, Coach Corey Wayne. My girlfriend broke up with me on the 27th of March, 2023. We were together for nine years and I want her back. I have read your book three to four times and have watched three to four hours of your videos for the last 10 days, especially your videos on how to get an ex back. I know what I did wrong to cause a breakup in the first place, mainly three things. Number one, a lot had to do with arguing and trying to use logic with her. I fixed this now. So she's definitely not going to feel heard and understood 
if you're trying to argue and use logic and reason to win the argument. Because even if you win, you're going to lose. Because you have to be able to communicate and work out your differences calmly. Masculine energy is calm. It's not a jack-in-the-box. It's not a lunatic who's calm one minute and the next minute is blowing his top, yelling and screaming and cussing her out and slamming doors and driving off for a few hours. Number two, also having a bad temper, which I got from working 60 hours per week. I wouldn't say it's you got it from working 60 hours a week. You chose not to exercise self-control and she became... She was on the receiving end of your temper tantrums. He says, this caused me to suffer from burnout two weeks prior since I got dumped. I fixed my bad temper now. Yeah, you can choose to exercise self-control or not. We've all had this experience. You're in a, a heated spirited debate with somebody and then the phone rings and you pick up and you're like, hi, how are you? Oh, everything's great. Everybody's wonderful here. Oh, yeah, we're just, everything's so great. We're so happy. This is so amazing. And then you hang the phone back, hang the phone up, and then you go right back to arguing and yelling or whatever you were doing before. So we all have the ability to exercise self-control. The question is, why do we not? Typically, it's out of respect and because the other person allows us to get away with it. Because no one will ever do or say anything to you that you don't invite them to do. Whatever you tolerate, you invite more of. Number three, different political views. I am an independent thinker and generally skeptical of mainstream media. That's good. I just saw a clip with uh, Elon Musk and a reporter from the BBC. And this guy's going, oh, ever since you took over, I see all this hate speech and it's on my feet. And, da, da, da. and so he's like, Name an example. And the guy couldn't. He starts stammering and yammering and blah, 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 trying to change the subject and ask a different question. And Elon, to his credit, held his feet to the fire. And the bottom line is it was obvious to anybody watching this little clip from the interview, this guy from the BBC, that the reporter's totally full of shit. He's a liar. And even Elon, to his face, he says, you're lying. And that's what he's doing. So you got most of the people in the media that are supposedly journalists are giving their opinions. And they're supposed to just give us the facts so we can make an informed, intelligent decision. But they're trying to teach us what to think instead of giving us the information so we can come to the conclusions on our own. Most media, almost 100% of it is just propaganda. There's very few good reporters. But there are reporters out there on any topic that you may be interested in that you can find with enough time and effort because what's beautiful about Twitter is if somebody's reporting something, and especially like with community notes and things, is that it gets fact-checked in real time. I've even seen Joe Biden get fact-checked on his bullshit. And it's beautiful to see. So over time, if you've got a reporter that's constantly reporting things that turn out to be false later, then you know not to really pay attention to that person anymore. You can unfollow them or you can do what I do. I'll continue to follow them, but I don't really give much weight to what they're saying because they're propagandists. And then the people that are consistently right, and then after things happen, they get fact-checked, can, they continue to be right. Those are the people that you can trust what they're saying, and they're, they're doing the right thing. So it's, to, it's as a self-reliant human being, and that's all about what I teach. I, I teach self-reliance. I'm a life coach that teaches self-reliance, is that we should be skeptical. You have to be able to get your news and your information so you can make an intelligent and informed decision. 
So it's understandable, especially the last few years, things have become extremely polarized, especially things around the lockdowns and the coronavirus shenanigans that went on. <clears throat> and so he says that his girlfriend, he says, I'm an independent thinker and generally skeptical of mainstream media, and she is heavily influenced by the news and follows the crowd. Well, about 50, 60% of the population has a herd mentality. They'll just do what everybody else does and they'll go along with it. A great book, Malcolm Gladwell's The Tipping Point is a great book to read to understand that and how things go viral and what the makeup of the general population is. And it was either 50 to 60%, I think it was, is they just herd mentality. They just look and see what everybody else is doing. They play it safe and that's what they do. So you can see in this guy's relationship where he's going to have friction with his girlfriend. She tends to go along to get along with the crowd, and he is more of the guy that is following his own path. And he's skeptical, and we should be skeptical, because the bottom line, especially these last few years, these reporters have just turned out to be totally full of shit. He says, I was strongly against getting the COVID injections the clot shot, which caused me to tell her that I was going to break up with her if she got vaccinated since it might affect my health. I know this sounds harsh, but I was at the time convinced that the vaccine was bad for your health, and I'm still convinced of this. She did it anyways, and I did not break up with her since I think she is a special woman. She told me this hurt her a lot and caused a trauma. How can I heal traumas in my relationship? Well, you obviously had a, a disagreement and you chose to make a decision based upon your health that you didn't want the clot shot. She followed the herd and got it. You know, there's been plenty of stuff in the news about myocarditis and other downsides that have happened because of that. At least now we can talk about it. Whereas just a year or so ago, you, you even mention it, you get your video removed, you get your, you're on Instagram or on Twitter, you just, your comments get removed, your posts get removed, your, your accounts get nuked. And then like, but you know, back to the Elon Musk interview with the BBC guy, he was talking about what about you guys and all the, all the misinformation you put out about the vaccines and masks and the lockdowns and all these other things. Got the reporter didn't like that. It's you really should check it out. It's a great clip. I, I love seeing people just roast the bullshit artists because that's a problem with these reporters. There's ne they never get any pushback. There's nobody there to ever question them on the BS that comes out of their mouths. They have absolutely zero accountability and zero self awareness. This BBC reporter had zero self awareness. It was amazing to see. It's just it's glorious to watch. He says, now I need a bit of guidance on how to get her back while living with her until the 17th to 19th of April. I have fixed a lot of things that caused the breakup. My ex-girlfriend-to-be tells me that she's noticed this, but she still says it's too late because her emotions are gone. That's the only thing that really matters. Women don't care about what a great guy you are or you've changed. They only care about how they feel about you. And so the one thing that you have control over is your behavior. And how you show up. And so it is essential that you're only displaying attractive masculine behavior when you're around her. So he's got two different options here. He's like, should I do option number one or number two? He says, number one, keep living with her to create the attraction again. 
with playful banter and having conversations with her where she does 80% of the talking, taking her out on dates. He says, you talk about it's a good way to stay living in here with this video called Broken Up, but we still live together. You absolutely. Because cause we also, I also have situations like this. People come to me and they got kids. And, you know, it's easy for some dunce that's never had a long-term relationship, never had a girlfriend, never been married, never lived with a woman or had kids to go, oh, just dump her, dude, and move on. But in a situation where the guy's living together or they're married or they own a house together, maybe they own a business together, they got several kids together, it's whoever is – if the wife is the one wanting to leave and break up and she tells you to go sleep in the guest bedroom, it's like, no, a king does not leave – his bedchambers. If his queen doesn't want to be with him, she can go sleep in the guest room. If she doesn't want to live together on the same roof, then she can leave and go stay with her mother or a girlfriend or whatever. But you don't leave because you want to work things out. So you're like, babe, I love you. I, I Our problems are things that are easily fixable if you're willing to make the effort. I can't force you to make the effort because it takes two to tango. But I'm not leaving. If you want to leave, you're going to have to explain to the children why you're breaking up our family and why you are moving out. Because if the guy moves out, he looks like the guilty party. And at the end of the day, you're the one saying you want to stay in your relationship. And so therefore, you absolutely do not leave your castle. A A king does not have a fight with his queen and then storm off and go live in a tent outside the castle. That's not how it works in the real world. The man says, "Is like we're a family. I love you, and I want to stay together. If you don't want to make the effort, then there's a door, and you can leave. I would not want you to leave, but if you want to leave, that's your choice. So you absolutely stay living in your house. He says, number two, move out as fast as possible and apply the no contact rule. While also telling her that I am only interested in a romantic relationship, I am not interested in being friends, and hope that she contacts me after one to three months. He says, a lot of getting your ex back dating coaches recommend this strategy. Well, it sounds like whoever these dating coaches are, they're a bunch of fucking amateurs and they don't know what they're doing or what they're talking about. He says, I have bought eBooks on this. However, I have a feeling that she will not reach out since she has told me two times that she is sticking to her decision. Well, it's just indicative of what her feelings are right now in the moment. And it will be more attractive to her if you stand up for yourself and your values. If you say you don't want to break up, you absolutely do not leave the house that you live in together. Because your actions show that you're leaving. If you say you want to stay together and then you move out, well, obviously your actions show you're okay and you're accepting the breakup. But if you love her and you want to stay with her, you're not going anywhere. She can leave. She can also come back for a short period of time until you, unless you find somebody better. But at the end of the day, if you want to work things out, you don't leave. She can leave, but you don't leave. And so, like I said, these dating coach, a lot of people I see in the comments sometimes try to refer to me as a dating coach, but I'm a life coach. I teach self-reliance. So whoever you're listening, whoever you've read their eBooks or whatever, they don't, they don't know their asshole from a hole in the ground. They sound like a bunch of amateurs. And there's a lot of them out there on the internet, unfortunately. So he says, she's receptive to hanging out, going to restaurants, and spending time together. However, she is repelled when I sometimes kiss her on her head and our feet are too close to each other when we lay on the couch. Okay, so you say you've read the book three or four times. 
And so everything in, this, in the book is designed to cause a woman to chase and pursue you. And so what you're trying to do is to create the conditions where she feels heard and understood. Because when a woman feels heard and understood, the legs open. And when she doesn't, the legs close. And so if you're trying to touch her and kiss her and physically interact with her when she's not open to it, of course you're going to get rejected. As the book says, you let women come to you. When a woman is feeling attracted to you, she's going to play with her hair. She's going to touch your your arm. She's going to stand too close. She's going to bump into you. She may physically start touching you. And when that happens, you put your arm around her, you slowly reciprocate, and you can pull her in. If you want to kiss her, but you're unsure of whether or not she's ready to be kissed, you do the kiss test, which obviously is in the book. When it's just simple. You look at her lips, just like I'm looking in the camera now. Or I say... Pretend the camera has her eyes. You look in her eyes and then down at her lips and then into her eyes and then down at her lips and then into her eyes very slowly. And if she looks at your lips anytime you're doing that, and this means that you're kind of close to each other when you're doing this, if she looks at your lips, then she's thinking about kissing you as well. And then you go in and you kiss her and you won't get rejected when that happens. So there's a time and a place for letting her come to you. And so you have to pay attention to that. But for her to get warmed up to that, you know, you're working 60 hours a week. This is what I want you to do when you come home every day from now on and forever. Whether you get back together with her or not, it doesn't matter. This is what you're going to do with all women that you're in a relationship with. When you come home, hey, babe, how was your day? Tell me about it. And just listen. Get her to talk. Get her to open up. But what else? Tell me more. If she starts complaining about something you did, what do you mean? That's one of the best questions you can ask a woman. What do you mean? I don't understand where you're coming from. What do you mean? Tattoo it on your forehead if you have to. I wouldn't literally tattoo it, but you know what I mean. You want to use that question to get her to talk and explain herself. Don't get butthurt. Don't take shit personally. Because what will start to happen is she starts to open up. She'll explain to you all the ways that you hurt her and you upset her and she felt wronged by you. Or like he talked about earlier, she felt traumatized about... The fact that you guys had disagreements with the vaccines and you threatened to end the relationship if she went and got it. But it sounds like she went and got it anyways and yet you still stayed. So you can't say things like that to a woman and not be congruent. Because when you tell a woman one thing and you do the opposite, then she knows that you don't mean what you say. And women have to trust your masculine core. If they don't trust you, they can't love you. Love cannot exist where there is no trust. So don't ever tell a woman something like that again and bluff in that way if you don't really mean it. So that's that's part of your problem. And that's probably an issue that shows up in other areas of your relationship where you tell her you're going to do things, then you just simply don't. So how could she possibly trust your masculine core after nine years when you're constantly saying one thing and doing another? You just can't do those things. So the important thing is, is that, hey, babe, tell me about your day. And you get her to talk, you get her to open up. And after a half hour, 45 minutes, she gets closer to you. She starts playing with her hair. These are the things you're going to look for. As she warms up to you and she feels attracted to you because she feels like you are hearing her and understanding her. And just like I talk about in the video, how to communicate with women effectively, which you should watch probably 10 to 15 times. It's like 10 or 12 minutes long. Every four or five minutes when she's just got done sharing a bunch of stuff with you, you say, okay, well, let me make sure I get this right. So when this happened and that happened, I did this, it made you feel this way. That I... 
Okay, well, I'm sorry if what I did made you feel this way, or I'm sorry if what I said hurt your feelings or made you think that I didn't care. That was not my intent. I'm sorry that I hurt you in that way. That was not my intent. I'm really sorry, babe. What else? What other things? What else is going on? Ask her questions, get her to talk, and plan dates. You could simply have a date in the evening, but you should also be busy doing other things with other people. But when you do see her and when you are around her, you want to be 100% present. That means that you want to focus on getting her to talk and opening her up. Just simply making dinner and having dinner together where she's doing 80 to 90% of the talking and you can't get butthurt. You can't get perturbed. You cannot get angry at her because if you do, you're going to ruin any progress that you've made where she starts to feel attraction again. And it's the same process. Your job as a man in the courtship, in the relationship, is simply to create an opportunity for sex to happen, to hang out, to have fun, to hook up. You've been arguing with her, and men who understand women do not argue with them. And when you're constantly arguing with her, eventually she gives up. Nine years, she feels like she can't get through to you. You don't listen to her. She doesn't feel heard and understood. So obviously she's going to be shut down, and she gave up. And her feelings are, are not going to be there because – and then you blowing your top and getting angry all the time and yelling at her or cussing her out or whatever you happen to do, you can never do that again, not even once. It's not acceptable. You can't do it. And besides, you only got a week or so before she moves out. And what you want to do is create the conditions where you can seduce her and follow the process that's in the book. Because when she's playing with her hair, she's touching your arm, and she's standing too close to you, maybe you're making dinner in the kitchen together, and she's bumping into you, that's when you start making out. Making out leads to heavy petting. Heavy petting leads to your hands wandering and sliding underneath her clothing and gently rubbing across her, her nipple. And every once in a while, maybe your hand gently brushes the little man in the boat, her clitoris, if you will, the little, the little hooded man. <laughs> The, what was the one in the uh, Greek mythology? The uh, was it Sharon? I think Sauron, the the one that the that takes you to the land of the dead or the city of the dead. What they, they call it in Greek mythology? You got to give him like a gold coin, and he will take you across the I think the river Styx, if I'm not mistaken. I had all this stuff in high school, but he he has a hood on. You never see him. He's kind of like uh like a skeleton kind of thing, if I remember right. But just gently glaze the little man in the boat occasionally and slowly rub the in, inside of her thigh because women warm up to sex slowly. This is part of foreplay. Taking your time and getting her turned on and wound up to the point where she wants sex more than you. She's hornier than you are. You want to go slightly slower than she does. And it's simple. You create an opportunity for sex to happen, to hang out, to have fun, to hook up. So every night when you come home, you have the potential opportunity to create sex between the two of you. But there's a process. It's hang out. Well, you're hanging out because you live together. So most importantly, when you're hanging out, have fun. If you get her to laugh and joke around and you get her to open up, she's going to feel good feelings. And guess what? She's going to feel good feelings with being with you. And if you start seducing her and having good sex and giving her multiple orgasms, then when, it, you know, four or five days a week from now when she's supposed to move out, she, you just say, babe, I think you should just stay. You don't really want to go. Obviously, you're upset. 
but you can go. I'm not going to stop you. It's going to break my heart that you leave, but I don't want you to. Things have been great the last week. Let's continue to build on that. But I'll understand if you want to go and, and do your own thing. Call me when you miss me terribly and you miss my sexy body again. You got to have an easygoing, easy to get along with type of vibe. If you watch the movies like the ones with Daniel Craig that play in James Bond, when women are like, I'm not sleeping with you, I don't want anything to do with you, and he just smirks at her and smiles and teases her back. And eventually what happens? A few hours later, he's having sex with her. That's, that's how it rolls. He's never perturbed. He's never upset. He always thinks from the end, like, it's going to be okay. All is well. Remember, masculinity is calm. And if you're calm, and especially when she tells you things that are painful and unpleasant to listen to, especially when maybe it's things you did or said or ways you hurt her, or maybe when you were acting like a jackass and a jack-in-the-box, you can't get upset. you got to apologize for what you did wrong and how you hurt her because women will forgive you if you're able to communicate to them that you understand how you hurt them and why they felt the way they did because they want to feel heard and understood. They want to feel like and know that you understand how your actions and your words hurt her because a man who cares is going to do those things just like her daddy would when she was a little girl. A man that doesn't give a shit is going to glaze over it and not care and she won't feel heard and understood and she'll leave him. It's as simple as that. When she feels heard and understood, the legs open. And so despite the fact she says two times I'm sticking to her, she's sticking to her decision to break it off, it's you can't be perturbed one way or another. You must love in such a way that the person you love feels free. This is what Tiknet Han said, and it's true. And especially in this case, she can stay, she can go. Either way, you love her regardless. Either way, you're going to be calm. You're going to smile. You're going to joke around. You're going to treat her like a bratty little sister 10% of the time. And 90% of the time, you're going to be the charming James Bond that listens to her, that opens her up, and makes her feel heard and understood, and addresses her concerns, and then follows through on the actions that he says he's going to implement. So that is the best thing that you can do. Any jackass that's telling you just to move out and go no contact for two to three months doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. If you say you want to stay together, you don't move out of your house because then you look like the guilty party, especially if you got kids. You want to keep your family together and she says she wants to break up, she's got to be the one to leave. You stay because you want to stay together. If she leaves, she can always she goes and stays with her mother for a few days. She can start to miss you and the kids and then come back. But either way, if she's adamant about moving out, say you do have kids, then you're going to tell her. It's like, well, you're going to explain to the children why you're leaving and why you're moving out and why you want to break the family up. And that is a very emotionally painful thing for a woman to do. And the thought of doing that is emotionally painful enough often to where she'll want to put it off. Because people, human beings in general, do more to avoid pain than they do to gain pleasure. And so if what she's going to do, breaking the family up or the relationship, is very painful to think about it, but it's very easy and pleasant to talk to you, and it's fun and it's playful, no matter what it was like last week or the month before that led to this point, she's going to move towards what feels good. So you've got to create the conditions. You've got to create the masculine container where she feels safe enough to stay and to come back to you at her pace. You're not going to get butthurt. You're not going to get angry. You're not going to say, are we getting back together? You're not even going to ask that. 
Your job is just simply to create the next opportunity for sex to happen, to hang out, to have fun while you're hanging out, making her feel heard and understood, and then hook up once she does feel heard and understood and the signs are there that she's ready to be touched and ready to be kissed and ready to be seduced. It's a very simple, you're in the, the fact that you're living with her, you're in the best position that you can be to create the conditions where she starts to feel attraction again, especially if you start seducing her and having good sex and giving her a bunch of orgasms. When in a week or so from now, when it comes time for her to move out, there's a good chance she reconsiders. But even if she does leave, you're going to be okay with that. It's like, babe, call me when you miss me. I already miss you, but when you miss me terribly and you can't stand to be away any longer, give me a call. I'd love to see you. You must love in such a way that the person you love feels free. This is the appropriate, this is going to give you the best possible chance for success because you were acting like a man is supposed to act. You were displaying the most attractive version of yourself. And you will do this with your girlfriend or your wife or your mother or your sister or the women in your life. This is how a man operates. And as Zan Piran said, a man who loves women is loved by women. So if you got a question or a challenge and you'd like to get my help, go to understandingrelationships.com, click the products tab at the top of your screen, and book a coaching session with yours truly. Until next time, I will talk to you soon.